0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, December 23rd, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen, alongside Joe Sarvati, who is affectionately known as Coach. And today, we get to preview tonight's 13-game NBA main slate. Wow. Coach, it is a monster game slate here, but it's the last one before Christmas. Yep. Are you ready, ready to blast it out here and pick out some, some winning combinations?
1: Absolutely, man. I mean, I I, I love it. You know, I, the bigger the slate, the better for me. I think it gives us more of an edge. And uh, just, you know, I love it. I absolutely love it. So we have 13 games. We've been really preparing hard the last couple of days. Um, we're not going to go into the in-depth discussion on each game as we do when it's a three or four game slate. But we've used all the, the, the main things that we talk about on here all the time. To create, you know, our recommendations and some of the game scripting here by looking at usage and pace and defensive real plus-minus and on and on, you know. So we will touch briefly as we go through them, but with 13 games, as you know, we need to keep it going, or uh, you know, we'll be here until the the tip time. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> yeah. So in terms of the format, we are going to go game by game and just give a brief. Overview, talk about the injuries, uh, the the pace, uh, you know, who's in, who's out, and start to zero in on the matchups that we like. Yeah. And about halfway through the slate, we'll, we'll take a break and give you a tremendous offer from our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. And then at the end of this show, after we've gone through all the games, we're gonna build a lineup on FanDuel that you can use in the main slate tonight. Two brains, hopefully better than one. So we'll, we'll go back and forth and build that uh, during the show here. That's going to become a staple of our daily shows. So, Coach, let's get into it here. Game number Alrighty, one. ready, man. Let's get it. Charlotte and Cleveland. Uh, 7 o'clock tip on the East Coast. L- one of the lower over-unders here, 215. Yeah. Charlotte's favored by 2.5. By the way, out of these 13 games today, there are three games over 230. So that's kind of a magic number. Uh, yeah. on Bet US today in terms of the highest total. So Charlotte and Cleveland lower total, uh, but you talked a lot in the preseason about attacking the Cleveland backcourt. right? Uh, so um, before I ask you about that, the injury news is that Gordon Hayward is back in, even though he's got that right pinky fracture. Yeah. And on the Cleveland side, we've got Exum and Porter Jr. out, Della Vidova out, and Kevin Love out. So Larry Nance becomes more interesting. So let, let's start with this backcourt. Um, do we attack the Cleveland backcourt tonight?
1: You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, you certainly can make a play here for Devontae Graham or Terry Rozier. Um, I think a lot of people, because the over-under, are going to avoid this game. And everybody thinks LaMelo Ball is just going to take a ton of minutes away from either Graham or Rozier or the combination thereof. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't overreact to that and just pass by it. Um, you know, I wouldn't load up just because of the slower pace in this game. But I think Graham is a good play at his price. And Rogier's had a terrific uh, preseason. I think it woke him up that they have a third guard in that rotation and he needs to protect his position. So, you know, going to one of them, I think, is, is not bad at all. But my favorite guy here, Andrew, believe it or not, is Gordon Hayward. And I'll tell you why. He's... His usage rate, and we talked about this in the preseason a bit, I think it is just going to explode up the charts here. I think he's going to get most of the main shots. They're going to run the offense around him. Uh, Cleveland's defense, you know, he's going to have a rookie on him probably. So, you know, I really like Gordon Hayward here at low ownership because, you know, everybody's concerned about that pinky. He said it's fine. He's not uh, supposed to have any restrictions on play, and uh, yeah, I like Gordon Hayward as my my top play on the Charlotte side, believe it or not. And you know, again, you don't want to stack this game though, just because of the pace. Uh, and, and with all these to choose from, you got to be very, very cautious uh, about stacking.
0: Right. So yeah, a one-off for me at the most. Uh, Hayward, I think, is interesting and early in the season uh, to continue to look at him and, and how the offense does run. Uh, I probably won't go there tonight because I like the prices for the guards on FanDuel a little bit better. So if, if I'm going to go to one of those guys, Graham is 5.7 and Rozier is yeah. only 4.6. They're both cheaper on FanDuel today than they are on DraftKings. Yeah. So that's a real value price for these guys with the the great matchup. With uh, the poor defensive backcourt on the other side, so I like Graham and Rozier as a potential one-off, one or the other. Right. And then on the other side, as I mentioned, with Nance coming into the starting lineup, on Fanduel he's only five point one, and he's a small forward. Yeah. Uh, you know, small forward. We talk a, a lot about on Fanduel. It's a tough position, but with thirteen games, you finally have a few choices, right? I mean, that's what yeah, it do. takes to get a, a couple of options is thirteen games. But Nance is in there for me today. As a potential value. All right, coach, game number two.
1: We've got well, the- let, let me touch on Cleveland. I don't mean to interrupt oh, sure. you. I, I I just did the one side and not the oh, that's other. Right. I apologize. Um, there's two guys that stand out to me in this game, and it's Okoro the rookie, because he's so darn cheap. He's dirt cheap. I think he's gonna get 30 minutes plus. I just I think they have they have handed that position to him. I know they'll, you know, uh Jetty Osman will get a few minutes here and there, and Nance with love being out, but I think Okoro. Uh, you know, again, on a 13 game slate where you can be super picky, uh, it's a little bit more difficult, but I think he, from a value standpoint is, is a really uh, strong play. And one of the, the top three centers on this entire slate that I'm considering is Andre Drummond. I think, you know, I'm a big Drummond guy anyway, just cause he just eats every rebound. Uh, love's not going to grab any of those rebounds away from him cause he's not going to be playing. And, you know, if you watch Drummond in the preseason, he's lost a good amount of weight. He's even shooting threes, Andrew. I I mean, and it looked good. So, you know, I think Drummond's a fine play. He can certainly eat and break a slate. And again, I think this game is going to go be the most overlooked game because of the total. But I'm fine coming out of this with at least two guys because I think, you know, the the opportunity is going to be there.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Drummond. I like him as well. I don't want to pay up for center on this slate, but he's one of the guys, along with Vucevic, in that 8 k price range where I think it makes more sense. I'm with you. All right, game two, New York and Indiana. Another low total here, 212. Yeah. Indiana, the eight-point home favorites. Miles Turner's back in. TJ Warren is back in. Yeah. He's been dealing with the foot issue, but he's going to be playing. And then on the New York side, Austin Rivers is out. Dennis Smith Jr., questionable or probable. Right. And, and Mitchell Robinson is questionable with an ankle. So uh, lower total here. Any interest?
1: You know, we talked about it quite a bit in the preview show. You know, Tibbs plays his main guys an absolute boatload of minutes. And that makes it very tempting to want to dial up a Julius Randle here. Um, But, you know, Indiana plays solid D. You know, you've got Sabonis and Turner in in, in the paint and it just it creates a a tough spot. But Julius Randle for me on the on the New York Knicks side is potentially playable. Um, I'm still not comfortable with the Noel and Robinson split. And, uh, you know, Barrett is tempting, but it just on a 13 game slate. It's, I don't think it's necessary. So really Randall's the only standout guy for me on that side of the ball, as far as Indiana goes, you know, I, I'm a big Sabonis guy. I think he is absolutely one of the best most underrated players in the league. Although he made the all-star team last year, I guess he's not that underrated, but you know, he's always in consideration for me. Um, And I think he'll he'll eat against uh, the Knicks in the paint. So, you know, he's a guy out of this game that I probably uh, come out of there with. Other than that, though, you know, the Pacers, just the depth that they have with Brogdon and Oladipo and the Holiday Brothers, McConnell gets in there, you know, Edmund Summers in their rotation. And then, you know, to me, it just makes it hard to roster those guys. Uh, in a game that's not going to have a ton of pace. So, uh, you know, I can see playing a guy or two. And again, you know, a lot of these games, when they're this low total, we say pass and let's move forward. But both of these first games to me have some substance to them. Uh, And a lot of the ones, you know, the part with the Knicks is uh, just the way Tibbs coaches and the amount of minutes he plays his guys. But I will say Sabonis looked fantastic in the preseason. And I think he's going to be the focal point of that offense, especially until Oladipo figures out how to play basketball again. He's just not there. Right. Yeah, Sabonis
0: is a nice price for his talent. Brogdon I like. He's the only other guy over there. Low to mid 6K range, a guy who can get you 40 fantasy points. And in general, I do like a balanced approach on this slate because you've got 13 games, because it's the first game of the regular season. Yeah, it's a little bit easier for a guy who's 6k to, to pay off value than a guy who's 10k or more so that's that's my approach in general so brogdon you could go to on the nick side randall is is the number one option for me he's at that price on this slate it, it's right on the borderline because yeah. he you doesn't usually have the huge ceiling games so although we talked about him a ton in the in the preseason i'm i'm a little bit hesitant on him today obi toppin's Price jumped out on DraftKings. 3.7, I think, is too cheap for him. So you can put him in your uh, collection of of value plays. And then the news could impact Nerland's Noel for me because he's under 4K on both sites. If he starts, if Robinson's out, and he might actually get 30 minutes, you could go there. But if they're both going to play, if Robinson's starting, then obviously Noel is is not going to make my lineup.
1: Yeah, I mean, I whichever way that folds out, it just looks like a split, split position for me. Game three, we have Miami traveling to
0: Orlando. Another yeah. low total here, two seventeen. Right. Miami favored by four and a half, and no big injury news here. But it's a you know a combination of teams that just don't light up the scoreboard, especially when they're playing each
1: other. Right. Anyone jump out at you here? Well, other than, you know, it's funny because you see a lot better players really in this game than the first two. But I like this one the least of the three. You know, we, we have three slow paced games. And it's funny because I, you know, I remember that last year as well. It seems like these East teams that play earlier are the lower score, better defensive teams. Right. And we end up backloading these later games, but it's just, you know, the way that it that pans out uh, because of, uh, the West coast teams, a lot of them seem to play faster pace. Um, yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of great players in this game. Like I said, Bam and Butler and, you know, Vuk and all the, all the guys, even Aaron Gordon, you know, you could talk about her Fultz. I just, I'm not going to go there. I think I respect the defense on both sides. I respect the fact that they both want to control the pace and, uh, You know, if it wasn't a 13-game slate, I'd dig in a little bit more. But, you know, when I was looking at different combinations, uh, you know, the prices on these guys for these two teams are a little too high uh, for me to fit them in there uh, with a limited ceiling. Yeah, Miami is a
0: full pass for me for the reasons you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Orlando Fultz is somebody you can consider. I like that he's got the new contract. He's in the 5K range. Vucevic is, again, the one center along with Drummond that I would look at in the 8K range. He's been playing heavy minutes in the preseason, getting up a ton of shots. He's another guy that they want to shoot threes, and he has much more experience, obviously, than Drummond and skill shooting the threes. So uh, he he can pile up the points, and I I think he could pay off his price tag. Game four, we've got the Wizards traveling to Philly to take on the 76ers. James Harden is not there yet. Uh, so it's the uh, the other guy he played with last year, Westbrook, coming in yeah. on the road to play on that floor. Um, in terms of the news, I, I saw that Westbrook does not have a min- a minute's limit. Right. He only he only played 17 minutes in the last preseason game and he's over nine K on both sites. So we'll, we'll see about that. Um, but no big injury news with the Sixers either. So. Uh this is another game with a lot of a lot of good players like the last one should be higher scoring. The total's 229 okay. and the 76ers are seven and a half point favorites here.
1: It's interesting. I mean how much do you weigh last year's stats? You know, everybody knows Washington was historically bad defensively, gave up an incredible amount of points per game, and you you really couldn't win a slate unless you had a couple of guys going against Washington every night, it it became, you know, that had to be the piece of it. Um, You know, it's a little bit tougher here, though. I mean, I don't know how much Westbrook usage wise is truly going to take away from Beal. And that's the key factor. And, you know, we didn't get to see enough of them on the court together uh, in the preseason to really determine what that is. But you know, we know Westbrook. We know he's ball dominant. And he, without question, he is going to take some things away from Beal. And the pricing is still high on both of those guys. So, you know, I just don't feel like on this slate I want to pay up for either one of them on Washington's side. Um, you know, I respect Philly's defense enough. I mean, if you want a, a GPP kind of play, though, the, the rookie of uh has looked terrific in uh, preseason and you know he's being mentioned along with Killian Hayes as the two surprise guys that have a good shot at Rookie of the Year. So that's a guy you can consider. He's big man. He's like six ten, but he he can play almost like a two three guard. It's unbelievable. But uh, he's gonna be a nice player. It's hard you know coming in right off the the Schneid here as a rookie and and blowing it up, blowing it up especially against a decent Philly team. But he would be the the bargain play and value play on Washington's side, specifically in a GPP. And then, you know, let's talk about Philly here. I guess that's where the the chips lay. Is Washington's defense going to improve at all because of Westbrook? I mean, Westbrook did make a determination last year that he was going to turn up his uh, on-the-ball defense on the perimeter, and the stats showed out throughout the year. His defensive real plus-minus, which used to be very poor, uh, actually uh, moved into the top half of the league, so he stepped up defensively. Is that going to have a uh, you know an impact on a team that is not good defensively at all? That's a tough call. Um, I think Simmons and Embiid both have to be considered. Uh, Embiid is so expensive, and Simmons is up there too. So you know, one or the other, not both, but I could easily see. Putting one of the Philly studs in there just based on, you know, the crazy over under numbers that that Washington allowed last year. That's true.
0: Uh, I don't. I think they'll probably be a little bit better defensively, but not markedly so. Uh, but I don't want to pay for Embiid or Simmons uh, on the on the first game. Tobias Harris, I think, is a fair price, low six k range. And with the Wizards, I don't really want to pay for Westbrook or Beale either. Beal would be closer to a lineup for me getting 27 minutes in the last preseason game. And he's only 8,100 on FanDuel. So it's a, it's a good price for Beal. Yeah. Uh, But I do like Avdia as a value play, probably the best out of this game.
1: Very good. We're we're just roaring through this. This is
0: amazing. We're on a great pace here. Game (laughs) five. Uh, These guys aren't going to mess around either. Bucks and Celtics. Yeah, this is the first game, to me, that could be high-scoring, could be close, could be one you'd want to get a couple guys from, depending on pricing and, and your build. Uh, Over-under on BetUS is 224. Milwaukee, the four-point favorites. This game is in Boston, 730 tip-off. Yeah, And we've got, on the, the bigs for the Celtics, Taco Fall is out. Tristan Thompson's back in. And then on the Milwaukee side, DJ Augustine is doubtful. So. Okay. A lot of studs in this game. Will you be investing
1: in any of them? Well, you know, I think the big question tonight, and, and I'd like to get your feedback on this one. You know, the two top guys, in my opinion, to pay way up for, if you do. Now, again, I'm leaning more towards a balanced lineup, but I'm not sure yet. But they're Giannis or Luca. I think those are the two guys that, you, you know, they're in a high price zone, but it's like if you're gonna pay pay up for one of them, I think it's a good great move. Certainly can't pay up for both. So that's the question for me: is do I want to invest that in Giannis? And and you know we know that he broke the the record for most DFS points per minutes played last season, um, and we you know he just can get it done in absolute clusters. Uh, and you know you've got Boston with with Tice, same as before you know, with uh, Tristan Thompson trying to get some minutes in there also. But I don't see anybody slamming the brakes on Giannis. Uh, I would not blame anybody for rostering him in a a heartbeat. Um, Rest of the guys, you know, I always think Milwaukee's just slightly overpriced, you know, for Middleton, Holiday. I mean, DiVincenzo will get some ownership, you know, but then you've got a lot of guys chipping in with Brooke and Bobby Portis, and they play a deep bench, you know, with Conanton and Forbes and Drew Holiday and everybody else that's going to get minutes and take consideration. So really on the Milwaukee side, Andrew, it's Giannis or Bust for me if I'm going to go there instead of Luka. Uh, and other than that, you know, I know that the total's high, and I think this game will be closely contested. But, uh, man, it's, it's hard to pay that far up for guys on this kind of a slate with this many good players. And then on the inverse side with Boston, you know, I'm a huge Tatum guy. I think he's going to be super a superstar this year. I like the way everything's lining up for him with Kemba out and just a multitude of things on usage. When I look back uh, through a lot of things last year now with Hayward gone and, and all of those things, the bottom line is one of the top three guys I have listed for somebody I'm going to pay a ton of attention to Early on, especially as Jason Tatum, I think he's going to get 60 point fantasy nights a decent amount of times this year. Um, But he's so high priced is the question. You know, can you afford that? um, You know, and if you try to play a a Luca Tatum or a a Giannis Tatum man, you're you're scrapped, you're talking about having like three value guys after that. So for me, I would love to take Tatum. I just don't know if I can afford his tag. I think it's a little high uh, for this game. And then after that, you know, Marcus Smart's going to get some ownership with Kemba out, um, but he's hit or miss. I mean, he's a boomer bust kind of guy generally. Um, I would wait and see on Jalen Brown a little bit right now still. He's, you know, he's going to be the second banana there for sure, especially with Kemba out, but his price is pretty high. So, that's, you know, unfortunately, it's it's not like uh, uh, rocket science here, but Giannis and Tatum are by far the two best plays from this game. But the question is, can you fit them in? Uh, if you're making a few multiple lineups, maybe use one in each of them. But, uh, you know, after that, I'm, I'm not as crazy about the ancillary guys because I think both teams play a lot of players.
0: Yeah, I don't want to play Tatum at this price. I agree with you that... Pretty soon here, he could have some 60-point fantasy nights, but I don't want to pay close to 10000 for him on this slate. Uh, filling out the Celtics side, Jalen Brown, I think you can consider. He's right on that price range where you don't feel great about it, but yeah. if you build a balanced lineup right around 7 k you, you can play him and feel pretty good about it. And same thing with Middleton on the other side. Obviously, I'd rather see him in the 6 k range than 7 but... Just a little high. I'd rather play him than Giannis. And Drew Holiday, um, I'm gonna wait on him. You know, let's see how he fits into this offense when Giannis and Middleton are both out there. Um and was a hard Gian-
1: pass for me, man. Yeah. I did not like the way he looked in yeah. preseason. His he was just didn't look like he fit. Yeah, not aggressive enough,
0: not shooting enough to play at this price. No, and then with Giannis, he's not going to make my first lineup. He, he, Giannis and Luca will both not make my first lineup. So this uh-huh. would be a situation where if you're making three lineups, maybe then I start to think about one of them in the second or third lineup. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'd rather get somebody like Middleton or Jalen Brown, and who you know hope that they give me forty fantasy points, give me around six x uh, instead of going to Giannis and hoping for. You know, seventy-five and eighty, which he All could right. do. <laughs> he certainly could, no doubt about it. All right, uh, we've got the Pelicans and the Raptors here, and best total so far two twenty-eight and a half. Raptors yeah. favored by four. It's going to be, um, uh, it's going to be a fun matchup here. You know, another collection of stars, and we've seen the, the Pelicans play heavier minutes with their guys in the preseason, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Only only real injury news we've got. Uh, Norman Powell is questionable. That's a so big.
1: That's big news. That is big news. Yeah. How does that affect things for you? Well, you know, on the Toronto side, and first of all, I want to mention too, if any, if anybody doesn't know this information already, but because of coronavirus, Toronto is playing all of its home games in Tampa, Florida. So, just interesting to to note, uh, even though there's no fans and stuff. And for most of these games, not being in your own bed or in your own place, you know, that that is a little bit of a twist that is a down, you know, a downgrade for Toronto throughout the season, I think. Um, And uh, but, you know, Powell plays an important role. I mean, they're they are so locked in with Lowry and Van Vliet just being absolutely awesome. And then, you know, uh, Powell playing that third third role. And you know they rotate, move Van Fleet over and lead over, and then Van Vliet goes out and Lowry comes in. So if he doesn't play, I think it adds to some of the Toronto minutes a little bit. And you know I I can I could consider either one of them, Lowry or Van Vliet. Um, I like Lowry a little better. Um, he's in good shape. You know they're looking fresh. Uh, the Pelicans aren't the best defensive team. The over/unders high. So I have no problem there. Uh, not crazy about the Toronto bigs, especially against some of this interior of the Pelicans. Um, I'm with you, though. I mean, we, we went from gentry in the Pelicans last year and trying to get, you know, 14 people minutes. And, you know, they got rid of a lot of the spare parts. They've narrowed down their rotation. And, you know, Van Gundy is basically saying, OK, we've got, you know, 20-year-old guys Let's let, you know, Ball, Ingram, Zion, specifically those three, just get a a boatload of minutes and see where they can take us. And, you know, that puts all of them in play a lot. Um, I think Zion's probably the best play from this game because his price is reasonable. You're going to get high ownership on him, but, I you know, it might be worth eating that chalk. Um, Ingram's tough as hell. I think he could be played. Uh, his price isn't quite as conducive, but <clears throat> I do uh, really like Zion tonight, and I think you know I'll be rostering a lot of Pelicans. I don't think it's it's a bunch of pomp and circumstance people who are on the Pelicans because I think you deserve to be because they're going to play uh, up tempo and they're going to play their guys more minutes than they have in the past, uh, and I you know I think that puts them square in play. And the and the last guy I'll mention, he's he's overpriced for me. But a guy that I want to, you know, keep in the back of everybody's mind here because he's sort of on the same realm for me as Paul George was in the bubble, you know, which was a disaster. I really feel George is going to come out this year with a chip on his shoulder. And he showed it yesterday right out of the gates. And I think a similar situation with Pascal Siakam just absolutely fell apart in the bubble. And I think, you know, he is the guy that's going to take the most shots on this team. He is the guy they go to uh, when they need a bucket. And he's one of those Julius Randle-style guys. He will push his own player out of the way to get a rebound or a shot up. So Siakam's always on my radar. I just wish his price was down a little lower.
0: Yeah. um, On the Toronto side, for me, Lowry would be the first guy I would look at. I like how he played... uh, played much better in that finale of the preseason got 25 points and and hit 6 of 10 three-pointers. Yeah. So I like that that recent form coming in. On the Pelican side, it's also Zion and Ingram for me. I will have Zion in some lineups tonight and then Ingram, he's 8600 on DraftKings but he's only 7300 on FanDuel. I think that's yeah. too cheap for him over there. I agree. So he'll make some lineups for me. Yeah. All right, before we get to the game that I like the most on this slate, Coach, Uh-oh. we first have to share this tremendous offer to our listeners. If you're into sports betting along with DFS, check this out.
2: Listen up, sports bettors. It's go time, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line. Earn bragging rights over friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sportsbook with over 25 trusted years in the industry. You need a sportsbook with integrity and longevity, and most importantly, a book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, and basketball, MMA, golf, horses, and even esports No other sportsbook in the industry is committed to their users like BetUS. So sign up now and get on the winning side of the ball.
0: Welcome back. And thank you to BetUS for that tremendous offer. If you're watching on YouTube, just look down at the bottom of the screen and you've got all the details there of how you can take advantage of it. Again, use the promo code COACHTALK. And the amazing thing is you get to use that 149 at BetUS and you get the free membership with us that goes all the way until April 1st. You get our lineups for every slate in NBA seven days a week, every slate in NFL all the way through the Super Bowl, PGA once that starts up in January, MLB when that, when that starts. It's an all-access package, best deal around. Uh, take advantage of it now. Jump in with us and,
1: and crush it with us all NBA season. Yeah, and, and I just wanted to mention too real quickly, if if you don't want to to do the sports betting and just do the DFS side, or we have members from Canada and Australia where you, you can't use BetUS uh, as your sportsbook. So, we are offering the exact same price, the 149 through all through April 1st. So just go to DFSCoachTalk.com to sign up for that, and uh, that's an easy way to do it. Also, I wanted to mention a couple other things real quickly. If you're watching this right now on YouTube, it's extremely important that you click that thumbs up. You click the subscribe button. That's very important. And hit the little alert, uh, that little clock there, so it'll let you know Uh, When our podcast posts, because it's going to vary from time to time, the size of the slate, the whole nine yards. So you're going to want that information coming in. And then the last thing, so I don't forget later, Andrew, I wanted to mention the two national TV games tonight. And the reason I always mention this is it's proven the national TV games get a little bit higher ownership than they normally do because people want to watch their players for people that don't have league pass. So that is a little deterrent for the Milwaukee Bucks Celtics game and then the Suns and the Mavs because those will be the games uh, that are you know all over the place uh, tonight. So that is it, man. Back to you. Okay. Well, let's get into this
0: Atlanta and Chicago game
1: Uh-oh. because I, this is the one you're waiting for.
0: Uh, oh yeah, this is what I'm waiting for here. We've got a total of 232 Atlanta favored by two. it's it's in Chicago. So okay. this is run with this it. Is Do it. your do your breakout. You're You're right. I know that you're hot on this one. I'm hot on this one, and and you know, Coach did a great job in our 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 last preseason show talking about Atlanta and how you don't necessarily want to stack this team as much as you did last year because of their depth. They got a lot of talented guys. You guys got guys like Rondo and Gallinari coming off the bench. Yeah. Um. You know, Herder and Reddish and. Bogdanovich, Hunter. So there's a lot more talent. There's more depth. But I think we need to push push the pause button on that approach for this first game because Clint Capella is doubtful. So if he's out, then we may get Collins at the five. We might get Gallinari in the starting lineup. All of a sudden, there's more minutes, more usage to go around. So Collins is much more in play for me. And we also have Rondo is out. Dunn is out. So that that guard depth isn't there. I think you could get a few more minutes from Trey Young, a few more shots. So I like Trey Young and Collins here. And depending on what happens with the the other wing players, you could have value as well because Herter is probable and Cam Reddish is probable. But if one of those guys is out, the other one's under 4,000 on on FanDuel. You could go there. Hunter's under 4,000. On FanDuel, I probably won't go to those guys, but I wanted to mention it just in case news pops. You know, the other guy here is Bogdanovich at right around 5K on both sites, yeah. and I think he could do pretty well in this game. He's he's already taking a lot of shots, even if he comes off the bench. So I like guys here on the Atlanta side, and then on the Chicago side, we talked about that as well in the preseason. Right. Kobe White and Zach Levine are just putting up a ton of shots playing off of each other. It's it's a great correlation play. They're, they're fair prices. So I like the guards on both sides here. And I'm going to, you know, my primary lineup here, I'm probably going to have multiple guys from this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. I really don't. You know, I'm, I'm still from the school of thought with Atlanta shooters that I just see so much depth. I mean, Rondo's not really a shooter at all, and and Dunn isn't either. But the guys that are, that are going to get the shots up, and I'm pretty confident that Herter and Reddish play. I'd say like 90%. So you're talking about a lot of shots from Young, Bogdanovich, Herter, Reddish, Hunter, and Gallinari. So there's a lot more sharpshooters on that team, and that still gives me pause at the pricing that they're at. The first guy in my lineup today was John Collins. Plug and play. Got to, to me, you got to play him. Clint Capella is not going to play. O'Kongu, o- 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 the rookie that they big that they uh, drafted, is out. So it's John Collins and then Bruno Fernando backing him up or bust. So it's going to be the Collins show. If you know he needs, if they're going to win this game, he's going to need you know 15-18 rebound kind of game. And get the rest of uh, of it done as well. You know, the only concern with Collins, he does have a tendency to get into some file trouble, so we got to just be a little wary there. Um, you know, Chicago doesn't have the best interior game, so I think he should be okay. So Collins, pl- Collins, plug and play. I'm sticking with my theory for right now on just spreading the wealth with Atlanta. That gives me some concern. Uh, the other side, though, I'm I'm with you on the the two man. Stack of Kobe and Zach. I have no problem playing those guys together in this game. I think there's plenty for them to eat. Um, Wendell Carter's been disappointed, backed up by Gafford. Markinen can do spotty things. You know, the the believe it or not, the rookie Patrick Williams, who couldn't even start at Florida State uh, ten months ago or whatever it was, is starting for the Bulls. So he's not going to get a million shots up. Um, You know, Otto Porter will get in there and take a few, but the majority of their scoring is going to come from Kobe White and Zach Levine. And, you know, the only time to really avoid those guys is when you're going against fantastic perimeter defense. So, you know, I have no problem firing up both of those guys, certainly going to play one or the other, uh, you know, with with a little correlation uh, from the other side. So I'm with you. I think this game Two or three guys from this game, even though it's a 13-game slate, and you know you have eight or nine guys on your roster, uh, this is a, a nice target game, in my opinion.
0: Absolutely. All right, the next one is uh, interesting because it has some news. Oklahoma okay. City and Houston.
2: And Houston,
0: the eight-point home favorites over under 224.5. But right now, we're recording this in the middle of the day. We're not sure about Harden. Obviously, he's popped up as a questionable tag because of his yeah. – Outings uh, to the strip clubs. We're not sure about the the timing of that uh, COVID protocol. So that that status is up in the air. Big question mark. You know, he's over 10K, but let's say he's out. Coach but John Wall, right around 7K on both sites. What do you think about
1: him? You I mean it puts him in play if if Harden is ruled out? You definitely have to consider him. Um, you know, the the problem with Oklahoma City though in any games with them. And I just don't trust them. Oklahoma City is the worst team in the league. They're going to get blown out night after night. I think it's going to affect the rotation. They're not going to play super fast. They want to lower the amount of the game because they're just so outmanned. I mean, after Shea on that side, you know, it's just, it's a crapshoot. I mean, you know, please don't uh, roster Dort or Baisley or even Horford or Diallo. I mean, these guys, they're bad. And, you know, until, I mean, they'll occasionally have a competitive game, but I think they're going to get their doors blown in. And I just don't want any part of OKC games, you know, if we're forced to on a small slate, we can dig back in. But, you know, if Harden's out, to me, I consider Wall. After that, this game, just because of Oklahoma City, isn't appealing to me.
0: Yeah, I like Wall here. Uh, potentially. I, I agree with you. It is a risk with a potential blowout. The bigs are interesting for me for Houston because Wood was so dominant in that last preseason game in 24 minutes, 27 yep. points, 10 rebounds. And and Cousins is too cheap, especially on Fandle. He's only 4.5K. He yep. So I, I do like that price. Uh, deep sleeper value play. Keep an eye on Pokashevsky on the OKC side. Minimum price on both sides double double off the bench in the last preseason game in 25 minutes. I don't think Horford's going to be pushing over 30 minutes here to start. So, uh guy to keep an eye on here early in the season.
1: You take Pokashevsky, I'm going to poke you right in the eye. <laughs> poke Poke Andrew if yeah. you if I see Pokashevsky. <laughs> I don't think right. exactly I swear, but I get it. I get it. I mean, somebody's got to do something there. They're not going to score fifty points a game, so right. I, I, I'm i with you, man. Yeah. I want to ask you this though: What if Harden is ruled in? What does that shift for you in that game? Because he may be. Well, he's
0: over ten k, you know. So he's cheaper than Giannis and Luca. You know, he could be fired up to make a statement on opening day, but I probably won't go there because. You know he he you know he's rounding into form, as we've seen in the preseason. Yeah, you and I don't
1: rounding
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I don't. I'm not really thinking he'd put up sixty fantasy
1: points, so I'd rather I'd rather avoid it.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I mean I'm a potential blowout.
1: Well, and and on top of that, man, it's just it's such a dumpster fire there. I mean, the players don't want him there. I mean, because he's basically said, "Screw you guys, I don't want to be here. You suck." So it's just a complete mess and. It's just no, no reason to go there. And, you know, let's face it, man. I can say this because I consider myself overweight. So it's not mean to call somebody else, but he's chubby. Just like I call him fat Pascal now. Sorry. I hate to be mean, but he looked so chubby last night too. I'm done with the chubby guys, dude. I mean, you can be chubby when you're my age and you're retired, but I'm not chasing. I don't want to see these dudes that need to drop 25 pounds uh, just to get out there. So I have no interest there if Harden plays or not. The only effect it has for me is Wall's in play if he sits. Okay. All right, the next matchup, we've got the Spurs
0: and Memphis. Another 8 o'clock tip. Uh, this is one of the games over 230. It's 231.5 over under. you
1: ever believe that we'd have a Spurs-Grizz game yeah. be it one of the highest-scoring games on the I slate. Know. All those years of defensive shutdown, grind-town stuff, for these two teams and now they just get up and down.
0: Yeah, and we saw last year. Memphis picked up the pace. The Spurs didn't play defense. Right. And he- here we are. Now, yep. in terms of the news, we've got Derek White continuing to be out with San Antonio. Looks like Keldon Johnson's going to be back in. Yeah. And on the Memphis side, Justice Winslow is still out. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: You know, it's hard because uh, with this total and, you know, the amount of possessions, uh, the pace, everything else, the defensive inefficiencies of some uh, parts of both of these teams, I mean, you really need to look at it. You know, on the San Antonio side, though, Pop's going to play a boatload of guys. I mean, Murray's a sound play. Lonnie Walker's a high consideration. But, you know, Patty Mills is going to get a ton of minutes. Keldon Johnson looked phenomenal at the in the bubble. Uh he's looking like he's gonna play. This vassal guy that, that you're high on, the rookie is deserves to be uh, high on. He looks sharp. Rudy Gay still getting his rotation. DeRozan and Aldridge are going to be your main two go, you know, go-to guys, but then they're gonna use Lyles and Pirtle And it just goes on and on. So I have, you know, I really don't have much confidence on this side of the ball. I think you're going to consistently for a while see uh, the any usage coming out of the Spurs basically being Murray, DeRozan, and Aldridge. But there's a lot of other guys that can steal minutes there. So you know, I'm I'm just not you know I am having trouble pulling the trigger on on the the San Antonio side now on the Memphis side. You know we know that uh, Triple J's out for a while, and you know with him being out that always you know, you got to talk a little bit about Joe Val and Brandon Clark, because they're going to be your main two guys, but they're not layups. I mean, slow-mo gets time at the four every game. Uh, Gorgie jeng is, is getting nice backup minutes. So they're not layups, uh, especially on a 13-game slate. Um, Dylan Brooks, you know, everybody always uses him as a value guy or plugs him in. Because he does take, I mean, he thinks he's the best shooter in the league. He's firing everything up all over the place. And, you know, he's okay. And, you know, if you need value, he he could be a desperate uh, spot. You could put him in there or in a GPP. And then, of course, uh, Jaws in play. I mean, you know, in this kind of a paced game, uh, you got to consider him. Uh, DeJounte Murray can defend, though, and that's a little bit scary. But, you know, Morant's going to get the majority of time. There were some of these preseason games where that dude, I mean, he just explodes to the basket. I mean, we're just starting to see, I think, what he can become. So I wouldn't fault you for playing job, but that's not the first place I'm going to go uh, on from the point side. So I'm going to try to scratch a guy out of this game just because I don't feel I want to pass it. But even though the number's so high and I like the pace, I, I just don't see a lot of, you know, it hits you right in the forehead kind of place. I don't either. Joe Val is a decent price.
0: Um, Dylan Brooks, I think, might be the guy I would pick on that side because he's right around 5K, but I don't That's know cheap. if I'll get there.
1: Yeah, he um, gets usage, too, for that. Right. There's not too many 5,000 uh, guys that get that kind of usage.
0: Yep. On the San Antonio side, I'd like Devin Vassell a lot at minimum price. I'm a little concerned with Keldon Johnson coming back in the mix, uh, but you could go there in a GPP with, with Vassell. All right, coach, the next game, Detroit, Minnesota, this is a pass for me. I don't have notes on any of the players. Um, you know, I think Cat is too expensive. Detroit is an absolute mess. Um, the guards for Minnesota don't seem to be in, in really much of a rhythm yet with right. Rubio and Russell. But yeah. uh, do you look at it differently? Is anybody you like in this game?
1: You know, uh I still, and you know, I I'll stop making fun of it because I know it's Shane's favorite team. But man, the Pistons' moves are the most bizarre moves I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you bring a new GM in, and co, and and you know, you got a, a veteran coach, and then you, your two main signings are you're gonna build around are Mason Plumley and Jeremy Grant, and then you bring in Delon Wright to start at the two, uh, you know, uh, a fading Blake Griffin still at the four you know, and D rose off the bench. The only guy I would consider playing from the Detroit side is Killian Hayes because of his price. And I'll tell you what, this kid has confidence, be ridiculous confidence. Like in the preseason games I watched, and I was very interested to see what he did because he played overseas uh, last year. Uh, I mean, he just, he was ball dominant. He took big shots. He ran the floor. I mean, he just, he is a nice ball player. Think his shooting percentage and stuff won't be as great but he's going to get shots up and I think he's a terrific value play on this card and somebody that uh, would be the only guy that I'd consider on the on the Detroit side at all um Minnesota you know a lot of people pay up for Cat in this matchup you know I I sort of respect Plumlee's defense a little bit I'll probably get in foul trouble But, you know, I just did not like the body language and how the team looked in preseason. They seem a little disheveled. Beasley's had a lot of off-court problems. D'Angelo Russell can be great or terrible. You just don't know. But now he has to split with Rubio, which made no sense getting him back. Akogi just signed a massive deal, and he's hit or miss. He can also crush a lineup. You just don't know. And, you know, Jake Lehman, Hernan Gomez – these two teams are going to have a long year. Um, I just don't want to pay up for Cat in this matchup. Don't like anybody else on that side of the ball. This game is not going to be on my quick reply clicker for the NBA League pass tonight.
0: Me either. <laughs> the next one here is Sacramento-Denver. Uh, got three games left before we, we build our lineup for FanDuel.
1: Good lord. And this it feels like we've talked about every team twice. <laughs> I know.
0: This one is middle of the road in terms of Uh, Over-under, it's 225.5. Denver, eight-point home favorites. We've got uh, Jamichael Green out for Denver. We've got Jabari Parker out
1: for Sacramento. Any standouts here for you? Oh, I mean, you know, De'Aaron Fox is always in play uh, just because he's such a leader of that team. Um, You know, I think you can consider him, but his price, he's overpriced. Uh, I don't like the healed Halliburton sort of splitting time. Please don't put Harrison Barnes on your lineup. Um, it looks like Holmes and Whiteside and Bielitza and Bagley. it's just a monster split for the bigs right now for minutes. Um, uh, you know, which really deters you from wanting to take anybody. Believe it or not, you know, if you look at Whiteside's price, though, he in short amount of minutes with his blocks and rebounds, he can easily pay that off. So I can understand a Whiteside play, maybe a Bagley play, but I don't trust him. Not on a 13 game slate, uh, you know, with, with this many good players out there, um, on the Denver side, you know, it's interesting. The Joker is, is such an odd guy. I mean, sometimes he starts seasons very slow and just wants to pass the ball to everybody. He's done that two of the last three years, his first five or six games of the year. His scoring rate uh, was way down in shot attempts. His assists were up, but who knows with that guy if he's going to be you know in that mindset, wanting to get people involved initially. Uh, his price is too high for me on this big of a slate. I don't mind Jamal Murray. I think his price is fair. He's certainly a guy, as we've seen, that can smash a slate, uh, but... You've got a lot of depth in Denver this year. So it's another one of those teams of concern of depth. We talked a l- little bit about it in preseason like Atlanta. You know, they're going to play Monte Morris. They want to try to bring Campo- Campaso in a little bit to get a few minutes here and there. P.J. Dozier's an up-and-coming terrific star. They've added Will Barton back from last year, no restrictions. And, of course, my favorite player in the league, Michael Porter Jr. I mean, best attitude, best game. Uh... Just inside <laughs> no Joe's club members from last yeah. year, and then I, I read today that Paul Millsaps in the best shape he's been in in the last four or five years. He's lost weight. He's going to contribute. So the depth there is terrifying to me, and you know, sort of eliminates most of these guys in in this matchup. Although Sacramento plays fast, and it's tempting, I I may you may end up seeing Jamal Murray make my final lineup. Andrew,
0: okay, for me Porter Jr. on Fanduel. Is a guy that you need to look at at only fifty four hundred. I think cheap. that's too cheap for him. So he's my favorite play in this game. I think Holmes is interesting as a GPP play under five thousand. You could look at him, but I, I'm not thrilled about the split minutes with that front court. So Porter Jr. for me here, and uh, we move on to the next one.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, at least we're not giving a million guys out. So we're that's narrowing right. the field down for everybody. Yep. Utah and Portland. Another.
0: Mm. The game with a 225.5 total. Portland, the one-point favorite at home. 10 o'clock tip-off. We've got Zach Collins out. Nasir Little out. Anthony Simons is questionable. And on the Utah side, we've got uh, Favors is probable.
1: Go so, ahead. You you race with it. Let me feed well, off you this time because I, I, I'm terrible in Utah games.
0: Well, I'd love to race with it, but this is a game that's a little slower paced because of Utah. Right. Uh, they slow everything down, bog it down. So, you, you know, mean Mitchell, Bogdanovich it down? Eh, you could. <laughs> at 4,600 on Fandle, you could Bogdanovich it down yeah. and, uh, and have a nice value play there. He's cheap,
1: man. And He's really if you look cheap. at his usage before he got hurt, dangerous.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, that one makes sense to me. Mitchell, right on the border, probably a little too expensive for me on the first slate at 8K. Jordan yeah. Clarkson would be the the other value play I would look at on the Utah side. Low 4Ks. You know, that's perfect for a guy who comes off the bench, gives you 20 minutes, jacks it up a bunch. Um, so I like that potential play. And then on Portland, probably not going to go with Lillard. I, I'm excited to play him here early in the season. But at 9,000, I don't want to go there against Utah. Derek yeah. Jones Jr., who we talked about on our preseason shows, if he starts at only thirty five hundred on Fanduel, I think it's a great value play. I think and he's going to start. Solid, solid price on DraftKings as well at forty two hundred. So for me, it's a value play, and that's it.
1: Interesting. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is a good game. I, I, I think game time is in play here. I mean, uh, Conley is not the defender he used to be, and Clarkson is not a good defender. So. There's going to be scenarios where Dame's in there in the rotation and should just go bonkers. Um, so he's, you know, he's, he's expensive though. That's the the killer. I mean, you got to make those decisions how you're going to fit it. But I think Dame's the best play. I get it that Jones is a good play because of his price and the additional minutes and and time that he'll get out there. But uh, you know, they still have guys like Trent and Hood and different folks that are going to rotate in there. So be careful. I don't know, on a 13-game slate, Jones might be a better GPP play. Um, what do you think about Covington? We haven't talked about him at all. And he was such a stud last year. What Do you think he's in play?
0: Yeah, I like 5,800 for him on FanDuel. He is in
1: play. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I know he's going to split time with, with Carmelo and all that. But, uh, man, he just takes advantage of, of the whole deal out there. He gets a lot of stocks for for a guy you know steals blocks and then obviously he's a three-point shooter and uh just from the defensive rotation I think you know the impact that Portland wanted to make this year by bringing Jones and Cummington in is they want to finally be able to stop somebody because they had no defense last year and so I think he's going to get minutes uh and no one's really saying anything about him so he could be a real sneaky little value play uh, and he doesn't super disappoint, you know, he may squeak by five X, but, uh, he's a guy that you can consider. I like Nurkic. Um, I think his price is a little bit heavy though. Um, and you know, I, I, but I do like him. He, he takes advantage of, of the timeout on the floor, but you got Rudy Gobert. So, you know, the Stifle tower has a tendency to scare you a little bit. So I'm not crazy about this game. Um, you know, if I do steer from Luca, Dame might be the point guard I go to to save some money. Not a ton, but enough. Uh, and I do think Dame will have a big game. CJ's always, you know, for some reason, I never consider CJ that much. And he does put up some huge games. I mean, I, from what I saw in preseason, they're going to continue that rotation where Dame sits after like six minutes. CJ takes over the point for, like, the rest of the first quarter and the first four minutes of the second. So he gets to have monster usage bump then, and then he finally sits and Dame comes back in. So that rotation makes, you know, makes guys playable. But like I mentioned on the front side, I have a hard time predicting Utah games because as soon as I decide I'm going to play somebody, a couple guys from that their game, they have one of those grinded games, uh, you know, where uh, – Go Bears shutting everything down in the paint and they're using the possession, you know. But then when I don't, then they get up and down and Portland is a fast-paced team. So this is a hard one for me, man, for sure. Okay. Well, the
0: last one I know you'll have some thoughts on and you referenced Luca. He is in the the final tip-off at 10.30. We've got Dallas against Phoenix. Yeah. This is another game over 2.30. At 2.34, Phoenix favored by one. Injury news, we've got Kleba probable on the yeah. Phoenix side. We've got Saric, Kaminsky, and Abdel Nader out. Chris Paul is probable. So uh, I know you're, you're big into both of these teams. So what are you thinking on this one?
1: Well, you know, let me first start off by saying I'm, I'm, I wish this wasn't the national TV game because, like I said, I think it's going to get a little false chalk here. Because everybody's going to be wa- wanting to load up on it. It's the late game, you know. The high total, Luca, you know Booker, the whole nine yards. So, but it's also you. I don't think you can fade it. I think you got to have a little correlation, even if it's a one guy from each team. Um, so, you know, as long as Por- uh, Porzingis is out. You, you almost have to consider Luca on the front side of every contest. And one, you know, $10,000 for Luca is somewhat of a value. I know it sounds ridiculous, but if you remember at the end of last year, he was 12-2, 12-4, and his usage is like 42%. I mean, he's up there in the, you know, real high-level you know, Harden kind of numbers as far as usage. So Lucas still my play. Um, I don't want anybody else from the the Dallas side because I'm telling you right now, Carlisle plays a quintillion guys. And I'm going to just give you this real quick. I know we're running a little long here, but Jalen Brunson's going to play. And Tim Hardaway's going to get his shots up. You're going to have Trey Burke getting a decent amount of minutes. Josh Green, the rookie, is in their rotation. Dorian Finney-Smith, a lot of minutes. He's going to see the floor a lot. James Johnson's in their rotation as a big off the bench. Maxi is going to get a big chunk. He's their best interior defender. And then you have Dwight Powell, who's starting. And, you know, there's a possibility you may get a Kali steiner or, or Bobon sighting. Not much, but a little. I say all those guys. Because if you really want to try to figure out on a 12 man rotation who's going to step up, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of false people going to Josh Richardson. So that's my fade today. I love Josh, great ad for Dallas. I think he's perfect fit, especially when Chris Stapps is back. But he had a like shot like something almost ridiculous, like 68% from the field in the preseason. Obviously not something that you know he can continue to do. And I think a lot of people are jumping on that bandwagon. I think he'll be overowned cuz it's a national TV game. So I'm luker bust passing on everybody else there and I'm leaning that that direction. Now on the other side of the ball with Phoenix, again you're going to have fast-paced, but let me tell you this. Josh Richardson changes the perimeter defense from the Mavericks. Mavericks had horrible defense on the perimeter last year. We were expecting Darrell Wright or some of these guys to step up. They were awful. So, I, you know, Richardson's going to be locked on Booker. And that, at the price Booker is, is a concern for me. The guy that I like best on this side of the ball at center is DeAndre Ayton. Not an answer for Dallas. Dallas gets beat in the paint a lot. Uh, no rim protection of much. You know, if you want to consider Kleba or Powell and those guys—they're not the the block, shot blockers that Porzingis is. So I think Ayton's going to hurt the Mavs. I think that's the correlation. If I can find a way to fit it, I'd love to go into that last game with a Luca Ayton combination.
0: Yeah, well, um, I that would be fun. I don't I don't think I'll get to that. Um, I think I'd rather pay up a little bit more at center, go to Drummond or Vucevic, from Ayton and with Luca. You know, 10K on DraftKings is a nice price for him. You know, i i could I could play that, but uh, he he won't be my first lineup. But I, I do prefer him on DraftKings there. Um, all right, Coach. Well, listen, we got to build our lineup here on FanDuel. Oh, so okay. Let's go here. Two brains better than one. It's going to be a, a staple of our show. We're going to go back and back and forth and build a lineup one guy at a time. Feel free to play this tonight on the main slate. Yes, Coach. I'm going to let you start it off here. Uh, however
1: you want. All right. I'm going to take John Collins. Okay. 7,700 at power forward. I like it. Yeah, he
0: makes a lot of sense tonight. We think Capella's going to be out. And yep. I'll, go to the, I'll go to the other side in that game with Zach Levine, 7,900. I think I we like lock it. him in under 8K uh, at the shooting guard position. Monster usage. So let's get uh, two guys from that game.
1: Okay. I got him in there. Um. I think I'm going to go 6,200 point guard Kobe White and stack the backcourt there. Excellent. I think um, it's, it's a differentiator, you know? I don't think yep. people are going to have the courage to play two guards from the same backcourt with 13 games.
0: I like it. Good. I like it a lot. Uh, I'll I'll stay in that middle tier here. One more stud who I think is underpriced. We talked about it. Brandon Ingram, 7,300 at small forward.
1: Very nice. All right, let me. Uh, I, I, yeah, that price is so conducive; uh, it's hard to pass him. All right, I don't know if you're going to like this pick, but, but, I'm um, trust me. At this yeah. price, the usage is going to be there. Gordon Hayward, six thousand
0: five hundred. Oh gosh, I,
1: don't I know. Like Hanging there, man. Small it's okay. forward.
0: You can do it. Small forward. Yeah. Ah, oh, I don't like it. Yeah, rather... Hang in there, bro. He's oh, gonna man. He's going
1: he gonna to eat at 6,500. All right. We'll see.
0: Big Jeez. surprise.
1: Got to have some differentiation. We don't want to be duping everybody with this lineup.
0: Yeah. OK. Uh, whew. He's your I'm old temp- Boston guy. Give, me, give him some love. Yeah. I'm tempted to go with Devontae Graham at 5,700. But I don't know if I want to stack Graham with Hayward.
1: Mm, mm, mm. I, mm. Put my, I put my Charlotte blocker in there. Yeah, you did.
0: Um, gosh, this is going to get tough for me. I'm going to have to go over to Point Guard here and see who else I like, where we can try to save a little bit of money. We're going to run out of
1: money if we don't watch it here.
0: You know what? I think I'm going to roll the dice here and go with Lon- uh, with John Wall at only 7,000.
1: Okay. And,
0: and hope that uh, hope Harden he is play. out. If, if things change, you can check in with us on Twitter, and we'll make a substitution for this lineup tonight on Twitter.
1: Okay. Sounds good. Um, that's sensible. So we have, what, three spaces left mm-hmm. and 5,800 per spot for this takedown lineup. I guess that eliminates Luca from making the squad at his yep. number. He's out, so i'm gonna have to go uh with some type of value play and uh i I don't know if we can afford him man, this is tougher than I thought. I had it in my head initially um what do you think? At this price, it's hard not to play him. I, I'm going to go super cheap here and try to balance this out for us and go 5,100 Dylan Brooks in a high tempo game. Okay. I know he's not a stud, but, you know, we can't spend eight grand on every player. So that gives us 6,150 for two spots. So we don't have to scrape the bottom of the barrel. Ooh, I can get a nice power forward
0: in here. Okay, Let, let's get Zion in here at seventy-seven yes. 7, hundred. That's where I was. That can, was
1: going to be the my my next pick too.
0: See if you can get a value center with forty-six hundred to go. Forty-six hundred. Oh, I I see somebody I like.
1: Okay, let's see. Forty-six hundred bananas is all we got for poor old center, Jamarcus Cousins. Yep. Yeah, I think that. You know he's going to shoot the ball, and he's going to play. So, let's see. So we got John Wall, Kobe White, Zach Levine, Dylan Brooks, Gordon Hayward, Brandon Ingram, John Collins. Um, who's Zion. your powerful Zion and DeMarcus? Very good. We used we used everything but a hundred bucks. A lot of big names in there. A lot of big like names, it. and. uh I think that should give some people a shot, and I would say play that in a GPP would be my, would be my recommendation. But good stuff, man. I don't know how long we took, but I think we tried to hustle, considering we had so many teams. And again, as the, as the year goes on, when we have less teams, we'll go a little more in depth. I I love talking about the the reasons for building stuff based on the statistics and everything else, but. We also don't want to do a two and a half hour show for you, so yeah, just
0: over an hour. We'll be much shorter here when we have smaller slates, but thirteen games is tough. Yeah. So hopefully, you you took a lot out of the the game by game breakdown, especially if you're playing a showdown slate uh, on either site. Hopefully, this will help you. But again, yeah. what we do now for our members is we really gear up here with a cash lineup on FanDuel that you can plug and play, and then the GPP right. lineup that's a little bit more risky. So we'll give those out to our members. Again, there's two ways to sign up. Go through the betus.com.pa offer. Use the promo code Talk, Or if you just want to just focus on DFS, go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com. Sign up there. We'll send you an email, get you into our Discord. We give out the lineups about 30 minutes before tip-off on every slate. On DraftKings, we give out the coach's clipboard with highlighted core plays and then other pivots that you can use to fill out your lineups. So... Uh, Jump in with us there. We're doing seven-day-a-week podcasts for the NBA. Five of them here everywhere that podcasts can be found. Two of them exclusive to members. We give those out in Discord. Uh, So that's one of the perks of membership. And then, of course, uh, make sure you hit that uh, subscribe button uh, and the alert button on YouTube so you can get our NFL podcasts. We've been doing five of those per week covering every slate. So that is going to wrap it up for today. Terrific job, Coach.
1: Thank On you, behalf Andrew of
0: the coach and the rest of the DFS coach talk team. I am Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.